Critically Chaotic is a rowdy Dungeons & Dragons podcast that consists of adult themes and humor. Content warnings for this episode can be found in the episode description as well as a link to transcripts. Because of some real-life circumstances, Sayla will be missing for a few sessions, and thus Leaf will be off on a solo adventure for several episodes. Due to real-life obligations, Queen could not make it to the session, and so Mogan will be absent from this episode. Rest, weary traveler, and enjoy. In the last episode, Bay finally came clean about the Golden Mask and how it was affecting her, and the group learned about Mask's other victims like Cyric. The group discussed ways to deal with the problem at hand, and they decided to let things rest for the time being. They and Jerome spoke privately about the issues they've had, before ultimately deciding to let the entire situation lie and start over as renewed allies, forming a professional relationship. Now the group continues their rest before setting off on their next adventure. Head on down to the tavern where Mitra is sitting in Snow's lap, braiding some of her hair, and Carius is sitting and staring very anxiously at the stairwell as you two come down, and Valen is just going through his journal, seeming not particularly bothered. I feel like since Vey left first, I don't know how long it would take Jerome to follow behind, she would like see Carius's scared um look and she would walk up to him and be like we have to hide a body <laughs> wait seriously <laughs> <laughs> yeah she would do that to, to fuck with him can, can i have heard that before entering the room can i roll to hear that before entering the room <laughs> um how how loud well yeah you can you can roll unless they says it loud enough because she's just joking how loud would they have said it I feel like she would say it in, I don't know how close they are to anybody else or how close they are to like the stairs. I feel like you guys would be pretty close to the stairs because you'd be anxiously like, we need to be as close as we can be. But um, if there's nobody around, she would probably say it loud enough that Jerome would hear it. But if there's people close by to our table, she would have said it in like a low, more hushed tone. Uh, There's probably not. Um, there's probably not too many people in the tavern at the moment, so she could have said it loud enough. So you don't have to Beautiful. roll. Beautiful. You you hear they they say that when uh when she gets down a, a like half a minute before you. All right, I want to sprint back up to the room and play dead. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yeah. Uh, roll a performance check and uh DM it to me. All right. Uh- I'm gonna say when when Vase says that Snow kind of just looks up and like raises an eyebrow and goes, "It went that badly, did it? It happened again." Carius <laughs> is like he he's he his entire face just kind of pales, and he looks genuinely like um sh- like shocked up like his face just goes through a myriad of emotions, and he goes. What? Follow me quickly. And Vey turns around and starts going back up the stairs. 
and Carius follows after her, just like freaking out. <laughs> Snow doesn't follow and like starts whispering in Mitra's ear to be like, "Yeah, I, this is a hundred percent a joke. Don't worry." <laughs> M- Mitra looked freaked out and is like kind of calming down. And Valen had looked up during that, but he probably like looked between like they and then Carrie's freaking out and then they like not looking that freaked out and just kind of going <laughs> along with it and snow not being perturbed and he just puts it all together in his brain and he's like okay and he just goes back to his middle <laughs> so he doesn't get up to follow so uh they and uh Carius, you head back on up into uh the bedroom where uh, Jerome is splayed out on the floor with what appears to be <laughs> blood and a dagger in his chest. Oh uh, my god. Oh my god. He rolled so high. He rolled really high. Oh no. Okay. Okay. So Carius lurches back when he opens the door, when like Vey opens the door and he sees what's inside. He looks like he's about to be sick. <laughs> and, like, tears spring to his eyes. Um, and he, like, doesn't move for a moment and then goes, What the fuck? But, like, it sounds angry, but it also sounds like he's about to break down crying. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like... They would kneel down beside Jerome and just like pull out the fake knife and be like, "Ha, got you!" <laughs> Jerome springs up and is like, "Yeah, I'm not dead. We worked out our issues. Yay!" Carius looks at both of them. The prank of forgiveness. <laughs> and his express like it, like he visibly shudders. Um. And he just kind of forces a very thin smile, but he doesn't say anything to either of them. He just turns and leaves. Like, he completely leaves the building. Uh, You'll get over it. Do I see him, like, go to leave the building? Uh, Yeah, because he has to go probably by the table to get to the front door since you're right by the stairs, so. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to yell out at him and be like, Carius, I don't don't take it too harsh. I honestly think they're just trying to show that they made up. Carius doesn't say anything. He sort of just like waves a hand in acknowledgement, but he doesn't say anything to her. He just continues out the door. Um, uh, Snow's gonna give like Valen a look of like or Valen of like, do you want to go after him? Because I really don't think I he wants to talk to me. <laughs> Valen is like, yeah. And he he closes he closes his journal and he he heads out after Carius. I love the idea of sending the ex to go comfort. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would I would like it to be known that Jerome, uh, after realizing that the joke might have been in poor taste, absolutely just kind of leapt out the window to <laughs> chase him down and apologize. Oh my god! I feel like Vay just like shrugs and is like, eh, "He'll get over it. It's fine." And then goes to hang out with everybody else back downstairs. Time for Rift 2.0. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Bay's I... in the middle of it again. 
no. Um, <laughs> um, so because Jerome like left out the window, um, and also just moves faster because he has his dash action and whatnot, I think that he catches up to Carius first. And probably not all that far from the tavern. Yeah, no, Karis doesn't go far at all. He just, like, goes around the back of the building and, like, uh, sits down, like, he doesn't really seem to care if the ground's dirty. He just pulls his hood up and he presses his hand to his mouth and his knee starts bounding and just sits there like that. Uh, Jerome comes across this scene uh, and, like, visibly deflates a lot and, um... Can can I use prestidigitation to try and clean myself off? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do that. <laughs> I know I can do can I know I can do cantrips normally now, but Jerome is feeling bad, so I want to have a luck roll for it. Oh, if that's okay, 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 yeah, go for it. I got a sixteen. Yeah, Does you're that work? you're all good. All right, I'm, that I'm could have gone off. very badly. You try to clean yourself <laughs> up, and you just get more bloody. Traumatized Carius <laughs> further. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Jerome kind of approaches Carius and sits down next to him, um, a respectful distance away, uh, and looks at Carius before looking, o- looking away, uh, scratching the back of his neck. Sorry about that, uh, trying to do a funny haha prank thing and I don't think it was a good idea in hindsight it's fine um and Carius has reached into his bag by now and he's pulled out like a small wooden a carved wooden statue of panther he's just rubbing his thumb over and over on it just like as in a soothing motion as he just his eyes are closed and he's just kind of he's having a panic attack and he's calming himself down uh jerome uh looks in his pocket and uh makes kind of a facial expression towards alice of like are you willing to come out for a moment uh, Alice looks kind of uncertain, but she she shifts towards your hand like, yeah, yeah. Jerome, uh, picks up Alice and holds her, uh, and, um, kind of bumps Carius's uh, elbow with her, uh, one of his, and offers for, uh, Carius to also pet Alice as, like, a calming sort of deal. Carius looks up, um, and he, you can't really see his face because he pulled up his hood, um, and, and, like, they're behind a building, so I can't imagine it's very, like, well lit, but, like, he reaches over and, like, gently lets Alice sniff him before he touches her, but, like, gives her some gentle pets. And also at about this time, um, L in owl form comes uh flying out from the tavern area and comes on over and settles onto uh your horn before he becomes the the fluffy boy that he is and he's just kind of like cuddling up against you and like hops down from your horn onto your shoulder to nuzzle against you and then in a kind of apologetic form Carius pets l as well um like switches between l and alice for a minute and um, after, like, a few minutes of just, like, 
going through some soothing motions, he seems to not be, like, as um, freaked out. And he finally says, um, uh, I know you didn't mean any harm, Jerome. I, um, I'm not angry with you, Ove. I know it wasn't meant to be bad. Um, I'm sure that wasn't anyone's intention. Um, it just brought up some bad memories, and I was a little bit already on edge. Uh, but it's it's fine. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, lack of full intentions does not change the fact that I did hurt your feelings, so I do apologize for that, and I won't be doing any more sort of death pranks in the future. I, I promise if that's something that's uh, particularly upsetting for you. I didn't think it would be that bad, but, uh, you know, I do dumb shit. Um, that's not an excuse, though, so I'm sorry for hurting you. Um, do you, you don't gotta if you don't wanna, but do you wanna talk about it? Karius pauses, and he considers that for a moment, and he says, there's not much to talk about, I just, um, you very unintentionally staged that, uh, in a way that reminded me very potently of, um, something that happened to a friend of mine. Um, and everything, they, I, <laughs> I am, I'm all right. I just, there's a lot going on. And... I would be lying if I said I wasn't overwhelmed. No, yeah, that that's fair. Um, hmm. I'm sorry for reminding you of a of a bad bad sort of time. Uh, can only guess at what kind of time it was, but uh, if that reminded you of it, it was definitely a bad one. Um. What can I do right now to best help you? Since you don't seem the type to do the mad thing. Carius, like, is a little surprised by that. Like, he wasn't quite expecting that. Um, But he pauses and he thinks and he says, I think I just primarily need... Some time to think and process. Um, I don't know if it would have affected me as badly if it did if I... I mean, I don't know. I panic over most things. <sighs> um, I just... <sighs> I might go for a walk or something. I don't know. Um, but I appreciate Alpha. And... Like I said, Jerome, I'm not, I'm not upset with you, Ove. I, 
like I said, I know it probably wasn't intended to be uh, upsetting. Um, I just, yeah. It's it's fair. Um, do you want me to to tag along, do the do the talking about nothing thing, uh, be a silent companion, fuck off, and not be an overbearing presence? Like, I I don't feel blamed. You you're very kind. You don't do the blame thing. It, it, I get that. Um, don't worry about me. Worry about you. How can I help? <laughs> you want me to give you space? I can do space. Carius, like, once again, kind of considers trying to figure out what he does want, and he says, finally, Honestly, I don't mind either way. Um, and I know that sounds like a not answer, it's just the truth. I'd, I can't tell if I would feel better alone or with someone right now. So it really doesn't bother me one way or the other. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, I am going to stay here then and be a fucking chatterbox about absolutely nothing. Then. So you tell me to fuck off if that's not what you want, or is if that's not helping, okay? I won't, I won't take it personally. You're allowed to say, leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I think I think I'm going to um, walk around if that's okay with you. Just stretch my legs. I think I've had a, a bit of. Uh, I think I would like some time away from the guild right now. That's fair. A walk would be good. I have been sitting like for the past. I don't know how many hours. It's been a long number of hours. I could use a good stretch of the legs. Man, I have not felt this sore in a hot minute. God, I'm not used to sitting! <laughs> um, Zan, can Elle, like, go into owl form and just, like, lay a foot on top of Jerome's mouth to just be like, Carius wants quiet. <laughs> As, like, the first example of us, like, coming true on our promise of, like, Vay checking Jerome when he's not making a good choice. Yeah, yeah, L L totally does that. Just like silent support from Jerome. Jerome instead of uh, <laughs> Jerome uh notices the, <laughs> the foot on his mouth, looks at Al and gives an okay hand sign and mine's <laughs> zipping a lip. Curious watches that interaction with a forward eyebrow and then says it, Is that they choosing to do that or L? Do you know? Or can Elle tell me? Jerome shrugs. Elle uh, flaps his wings a little bit and gives another uh, Twitter of sounds. But otherwise is just... You know. Carrie just sort of sighs and then he and then he gets up and he just... He, he offers a hand to Jerome but he, he pretty much just starts walking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jerome uh, follows. Would we run into Valen, by the way, since he came out? I just want to know. <laughs> Valen probably like would have would have come out and would have seen Jerome sitting there and talking with you, and wouldn't have come in to interrupt. So he probably would have just like stayed behind, made sure nothing got worse, and then when you guys both seemed to be okay when he got up to take your walk, he probably would have headed back in. <laughs> God, Jer- 
Rome and Carius are doing nothing to dissuade the notion to Valen that they are together. Nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is so funny. So you all go, you you two go and have a nice walk together. Valen heads back in and sits down and gets back to his journal. Anybody want any drinks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what time is it right now? Um, it's probably mid-afternoon, getting to be late afternoon. Okay. Um, I know that beforehand, uh, Valen and they were gonna, they took the break when they were listening to the music. Are, is there anything for them to talk about after that? I feel like they would like to listen about, uh, to his stuff about the Fae if they were done talking about the Elvish stuff. Yeah, if Faye brings it up, he would totally be down to to info dump about yeah uh, the fae and whatnot Snow uh, would is, also like to listen to that <laughs> all right is there anything that uh you as players specifically want to know about probably not i feel like if if he knows anything that's aside from like the general knowledge because i feel like they knows basically most things like that are like general knowledge about the fae because she is interested in it but if Valen has any like not like any inside scoop into the Fae that's like particularly interesting, then that's basically it. But she isn't looking for anything in particular. He can probably so a few different things that he can talk about would be like theories about what happened to the Fae, because that's still hotly debated by historians who study the Fae. Um different um Fae uh, rune sites that people have found um, that have uh, ruins of towns or monuments uh, from pre-colonial times. Um, and then um, any kind of like day-to-day things that they would do or rituals that they would have taken place or that they would have um, done in their yeah. societies. I actually thought of something particular as soon as you said, like, the, the locations. I remember I they picked up those books in the Thistle Hideout that was, they had, like, certain areas circled where I th- um, it seemed like they were going to go there or they knew something there. Um, but she got that from their hideout, and I'm wondering if they, like, worked with Valen, if he would know what they're for or if, like, they're something new or if he's, like, known them, or if he, like, knows what each of them are. Uh, yeah, I think that they're probably, like, a good chunk of them were uh, popular ruin sites that Valen was already aware of, but there were probably, like, two or three that he was, that he didn't uh, know to be a place of fey ruins, or at least, like, hasn't been explored for that. Hmm. Okay. Um... I feel like we could get into that for a little bit, being like, what could be there? Oh, it's in this sort of the, this sort of area, so perhaps it could be like a, t- a temple site or something. We just start like theorizing yeah, about shit like that. I feel yeah, like absolutely. Snow-, Snow would want to know about like the religions specifically, about the most common, as well as like even some of the more like little ones that they would have yeah. worshipped. Um. So a good chunk of the so. I don't. I don't know if I've like really gone into detail about the, uh, about the pantheon in Neglatus, 
Um, so basically, there's uh, the Pantheon for Negletus is kind of just like all the other canon D&D pantheons like smashed together. And then I've adjusted a lot of the deity history. Um, but it's broken up into the greater deities, the lesser deities, the quasi deities, and the spirits. Um, and then there's also the devils, which is technically a part of the pantheon, but it's a bit of a separate concept. Um, and so the greater deities are the head honchos. They're the uh, biggest deities that are still also very widely worshipped uh, just in general. Um, and because in this because in the D&D realm, deities uh, are without a doubt real versus in our world where religion is a very debated topic between atheists and whatnot. Um, a lot of the greater deities uh, were also worshipped by colonialists before they entered Negletus because they were just the most well-known deities just completely around the world. And... So those are the greater deities. And then the lesser deities are the less common ones that were somewhat known by colonists, but uh, more often were deities that were worshipped within Seashalia uh, before it became Negletus. And they were later adopted into the quote-unquote main pantheon of Negletus now because the stories from, um, from the elves and the fae were passed on to the colonialists when they invaded. And then the quasi-deities are uh, the newer deities, uh, so to speak, because those are usually mortals that became deities or spirits that were promoted into uh, god status. And then the spirits are the least well-known because they are more so... In uh, they can be described as independent gods as well, where they don't have a very organized following and it's instead like a handful of people um be it like specific cities or small towns that worship uh these spirits that have powers of some sort but are not well known enough to be a full god uh, and so it's often the the lesser deities would be the religions that valen would get into more detail about um and i would have to go through my list because I haven't sorted out who's in the greater spot and who's in the lesser spot. Um, but I can totally go through that and get back to you at one point. Like Asisha, for example. Asisha, for example, is a lesser deity. So that's one that okay. was adopted into the Pantheon later on. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, get back to me at some point on that, but I would say that's what Snow and him get into talking about. Alright, yeah. Sounds good, sounds good. I had a quick out-of-character question. Yes. Um, is there, like, a distinction between the Fae and the Elves? Uh, yes. So, um, the knowledge of what separated the two races is mostly what's known that was passed down through Elven tradition, because the Fae aren't around anymore. Um, but, so this is where it gets a little complicated. So, there are... So there is the Fae, F-A-E, and that the, they were the ones who lived alongside the elves. And then there is the Fae, F-E-Y, which is a D&D &D, uh, sub-race thing, classification, which include, like, pixies and fairies and some demons and whatnot. And they come from the Fae Wilds, which is another plane of existence. 
So F-A-E, Fay, which is what is primarily discussed in this campaign, are the people that lived in Sushalia alongside the elves. And then anything like the pixies or fairies or some monstrous creatures that come from the Fey wilds, those are the F-E-Y Fey, which I will almost never refer to as the Fey because we have the F-A-E Fey, and that is way too hard to differentiate. <laughs> okay. So the F-A-E Fey are not elves, but were very closely associated with the elves. Yes. Um, from what has from what's been told through oral tradition, they looked very similar to the elves in that uh, they were taller, they were more slender, they had the long ears. But the thing that mostly differentiated them is that they had uh, wings, much like pixies and other small fairy folk do from the Feywilds. Um, and then there's also been uh, rumors and discussion about um, just different traditions that they had to further separate themselves from the elves, including like the way that they dressed or the makeup they wore. Okay. So they're a different race, elves to the left, with wings. Yes. Okay. And a lot of the elven traditions, um, well, not a lot, like some of the elven traditions of today were adopted from the fae of the past in order to kind of keep the fae culture alive, since a lot of elven and fae families um, intermingled and were very closely associated with each other before the war. And so... Um, some traditional dress or uh, traditional makeup of um, native elf, elven families were adopted from fae families before the fae disappeared. Okay. Thank you. That's all. Enjoy my lore dumps. So Vey, Valen, and uh, Snow probably all chatter about the fae and whatnot for a few hours while Carius and Jerome are out on their walk, I would assume. It's a, it's a lot of topic to cover. I don't know how long they'll take, but I don't really have anything else to do except for, like, the evening. Alright. Then, after a couple hours of walking around, you return to the tavern, and the the rest of the group is still there, going over uh, some stuff with uh, Valen's journal, and Snow has multiple braids in her hair from Mitra, who is just <laughs> idly playing with her hair during the entire discussion that she doesn't super follow because she doesn't know all that much about the Fae. God damn adorable. I love it. <laughs> so cute. Jerome is going to approach the table uh, and say, uh, you got nice hair there, Snow. Uh, I'm going to get your name wrong. Metro. Mitra. Metro? Mitra. 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 Okay. You, you were very close. <laughs> I'm not going to remember it properly, but I'm going to try. Um, Mitra, uh, you you did a good job. It, that looks very nice. Very pretty. Jerome, I think I'm going to let you in on something. I have the full intention today of letting everybody actually, of like encouraging everybody to let loose a little bit. Because after everything that's been happening, everybody's tensions have been high. I think we need to have a bit of a, I guess, a party. I'm usually not a big get drunk and party person, but when the time comes, you really need to go for it. So perhaps you could get that started. You're a bit more of a 
party starter than I am. I'm more likely of a sit down and talk about Faye over wine person. Oh, I have never started a party in my life, but I am so down to try because they look like so much fun in chaos. Hey. <laughs> First decision made for a group? Hell yeah! Starting a party for its good... Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> She fully bails and waits, and she's gonna wait for you to go first. Jerome is going to just fucking sprint down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) We have to hide a body. (laughs) (laughs) Not again. Mm -hmm. And then, God, this is gonna be so reckless (laughs) if people aren't in the mood. Um,. He's gonna sprint down the stairs and leap onto a table and, uh... <laughs> oh my god. Uh, shout for the the band that's playing. Oi, could you possibly play something jazzy? Something people can dance to? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> is the tavern packed at this point? Because it's later. Yeah, it's in the later evening, in the evening, so, so there's there's definitely be. a lot a lot more people. So there's probably a couple people that are already kind of drunk, and they go, "Yeah, <laughs> turn up the music!" And the the bands who have been playing like kind of nice, gentle tavern music, kind of like look at each other, and they you can tell that they're thinking for a second, and then they kind of give a shrug. And they burst out into more of a jam as the <laughs> the the music kicks up, and a uh, a few people cheer as the energy in the tavern starts to increase. Jerome lets out a whoop of excitement and shouts, "Now that's what I'm talking about!" Uh, and he goes up to the nearest person he can find and uh, asks if they want to dance. <laughs> The nearest person is the person who was eating at the table that you jumped onto. <laughs> so, uh, roll... I don't know. Performance? Persuasion? <laughs> something to convince them to dance? I'm good at both, so I'm gonna go with uh, performance after that whole thing. Perform that confidence. That is a 23... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the person who had just been eating a sandwich goes, You know, I never cut loose. Yeah, let's dance. <laughs> and they, they throw their yes, sandwich down and they get on up and they head on out to a little clearing in the middle of the tavern to start dancing with you. All right. Jerome is going to fucking cut loose and dance. I want to, I want, can I see how good I dance? Uh, yeah, roll, roll performance again. Yay! That is a fucking natural 20. You you have the best dance moves in all the realms. And this guy guy rolled an 18, so he's also pretty damn good at dancing. You both both let loose. Uh, Jerome, uh, especially, you start leading the cha-cha slide. And it brings everyone (laughs) onto the dance floor in order to follow along with your instructions as you shout them out along with the music. Yeah. Um, as the night progresses, uh, Jerome just keeps circling around with folks who look a little more shy, 
but look like they kind of want to join in and uh, tries to encourage them to hop on over to the dance floor and start doing a, a good little dance. Uh, to, how, how's the box? How, are, how do y'all respond to this? Yeah, I think pretty much as soon as the shouting and loud music started, Carius, like, very gently um, bids Mitra, Snow, and Valen a good night and starts upstairs. <laughs> Carius is like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I am too tired. <laughs> but yeah, that's what he does. I'm still upstairs. So, Snow, do you pull? did you say that you pull Mitra? Oh, oh yeah, immediately, as soon as it starts really getting going, I pull Beatra onto the floor, and can I roll to, like, try and do, like, that, like, sw- those swing moves where you're, like, whipping, oh, whipping yeah. her around my body? Yeah, that's cute. I feel like that'd be so fun. Um, I'd say that for a swing dance, it can either be performance or acrobatics, whichever would be better. Ah, definitely not acrobatics! <laughs> what, you don't have a very high dexterity? What are you talking about? Shockingly, no, but it's fine. Cause I rolled a twenty-one. Nice. Let me roll for let me roll for Mitra. What is her? Yes. Okay. Give her give her guidance. <laughs> I'm holding her. She can have guidance. That. What's what's guidance? Is I'm that a is that a d four on top of it? Additional d four. Okay. Yeah, d four. So that is that, and then I also need to add guidance. All right, that's a twenty-four total. Hell so yeah. you two. So I'm I'm whipping her around my body, throwing her in the air and catching her, and we're going all around the room doing this. Hell yes, and she is just she is <laughs> keeping right up with it as y'all are just doing absolutely beautiful dance moves together. You can hear Jerome sometimes letting out whoops of cheer, watching Mitra <laughs> fly up into the air. Hell yeah! Does does Jerome try to get Valen to go and dance? He is getting everybody who looks like they want to dance, or like looks like they could want to dance but isn't comfortable about actually joining in. Yeah, so, Val- yes. Valid <laughs> probably falls falls in there. Let's see, he's probably gonna dance terribly. He does. He's not the, all that good at performance. Jerome will help him. Oh, that's not too bad. He rolled a fifteen, so he's he's, he's keeping up. He looks very he's awkward, but he's keeping up. Job. He's letting loose. <laughs> uh, Jerome is definitely uh, cheering him on and providing uh, ample compliments for the more daring moves that he makes. Just very encouraging. Uh, Kian, when when Carius like gets up to start to leave, if either Jerome or Valen tried to to encourage him onto the dance floor, would he? No. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Aww. Unless right, they like really me. push, he's like very gently gonna try and escape this room as soon as possible. <laughs> it's not his scene. <laughs> yeah, oh, baby. that's okay. Carius heads on up for an early night. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Alex, you said the bay is still upstairs, right? Yeah, I guess she'll start heading downstairs. Does she join everyone on the dance floor? As there is now a rager happening downstairs. By the time they gets down there. <laughs> oh god. Um I feel like she would cross paths with Carius while yeah, she was, was going down. Yeah. She was heading down. Um and then as they're walking past one another, she'd just go, Oh, where are you going? Uh up to my room. I feel rather exhausted. <laughs> and I don't think I'm much up for dancing tonight. Um 
I feel like she was going to head down to do that, but then she hears that Jerome accomplished her goal for the night in getting everybody else to dance. And like half the goal was to make the Vox have a good time. Half the goal was to give Snow a reason to get close to Mitra to, for them eventually to leave together. So I feel like Vey is like mission accomplished and she'll, she'll head to the room with Carius to turn in. Cause she also wants to get a, a pretty good rest. Cause she's still really low on strength. Yeah. So she, they, she won't say anything else to Carius, but she'll just walk alongside him. All right. So, so you two, I've, they'll probably share a room. Okay. You two head in and check out for the night. Uh, meanwhile, Snow and Mitra are just having uh, wonderful dance moves with the highest sexual attention anyone has ever seen. Uh, <laughs> and probably just like uh, Snow, uh, just like uh, being sent in the gift, they're like doing the fancy flips and then like pausing and kissing on the dance floor and then continuing onward. And it's very smooth. Very good. Um, I would say... After, like, a couple, like, an hour or two or whatever, however long we feel like before we start to get thoroughly exhausted from just ripping it on the dance floor, because clearly we are, <laughs> at some point, I think Snow would kind of, like, lean down to Mitra and be like, it's, do you want to take a break? Maybe head back to your place? Uh, yeah, sh- sure. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. she She's very flushed red from the exercise and... Uh, being with you and looks just very elated and very just happy about how the night has gone. Uh, yeah, so I guess they'll just, they'll leave with a very obvious nudge, nudge, wink, wink at anyone who sees them of what's about to go on. They say it with everything but words that they're gonna go fuck. They go fuck. You'll love to see it. <laughs> You'll love to see it. We we really do, honestly. We Jerome do. and Valen get to dance together for for a while longer. They sure do. Well, why do oh, you have to say it like that? Because now that sounds like an innuendo of some kind. No, just like Jerome and the only ones fucking tonight. <laughs> oh no! So funny. <laughs> honestly, oh, I would love that for both oh, of them. God. They need it. Uh, about how Fair. how long would Jerome be keeping up this party? Um, until he gets tired, basically. Until he's like, yeah, I'm about to crash. So probably, like, a solid five hours. Damn, oh that's, that's good for someone who has a point of exhaustion. He's like, I can keep going. Yeah. I oh can keep God. going. It's for... It's for relaxation. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna make this the best fucking thing ever. All right. Well, uh, after a while, it's late into the night, and uh, the the innkeeper needs to come and be like, okay, okay, come on, guys. I have patrons that are trying to sleep, and this is great for all of you, but you really do need to turn it down and just just disperse, <laughs> or at least just like calm down a little bit. It's it's like three in the morning, please. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, 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 it's it's definitely time to hit the hay. Uh, thank you, Ben, for being so absolutely wonderful. Uh, can we give it up for the band, folks? Oh yeah! Rounds of applause going all around. The band has made <laughs> so much money through tips. All right. Oh, uh, you've all been great tonight. Oh, yeah. It's been a pleasure partying partying with y'all, but definitely time to cool it down. Have a good night, y'all. Uh, 
Jerome is shouting to everyone as if he is the host of the inn. When he is not, he just started the thing. But he's been around the tavern enough times with enough people that he's been basically kind of living it up a lot. So most people have at least seen his face or hear, heard him cheer them on at least once during the night. So he goes upstairs, uh, <laughs> enters the uh, designated boys' room to hop up on the roof. Uh, slips past a, a sleeping Carius in a trancing uh, bay and gets up onto the roof. Um, okay. Before before we move to the morning, um, before they fall asleep, I feel like they would just awkwardly pipe up when they're just sort of like, I guess, getting ready to go to sleep. They would just be like, about half the decisions that L makes are me. The other half are his own. To Carius. Carius pauses and then he says, I love and appreciate L very much. I, if I'm by myself and it's not a conversation that um, you were already a part of, I would really like it if you want. I don't really know how familiars work, but I value my privacy, they. That's understandable. It was... I was looking through L um, as a way to check up on you since I was one of the people that was a part of the issue. But when, usually when it is a personal conversation, I'm not in it. Have you had issues before or something? This seems like this isn't the first time. That. Uh- what 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 do you mean? I don't know. It's just with yeah. feeling listened to, or with um, panic attacks. Yeah. Or... <laughs> no, it's it's um. This was the first time that I've used L in that sort of way against you. Well, that's um, that's good to hear. I was starting. Yes, and that was L putting his foot on his mouth was me asking L to do that since Jerome and I had just created sort of like a understanding between one another that I will help him not make ill-advised decisions, such as after you asked for a little bit of quiet, he was going to start going off. Um, so that was a little reminder from me, but that's about it. All right. Um, thank you for uh, telling me. That's good to know. And I, since we're missing the party down there, since I'm physically incapable of doing that, right? Um, and you don't seem to be in the mood, and I'm not the best dancer in terms of the tavern style. If we ever get into like a formal, some sort of formal event, can we say that we owe each other a dance? Carrie sort of pauses and then. Like, he hasn't really been looking at Vey, he's just been continuing to, like, set up her bed um, as they've talked. But he finally, like, looks at her and he gives her a little smile and he says, That, I, yeah, that would be nice. She nods and then, as just sort of like a, a parting or like a statement to end the the conversation, um, she says, Don't forget that I promised that I'd help you how to read Elvish. You could just let me know whenever, if you want to start the lessons. If you, um... I imagine we'll still all be resting tomorrow if you would 
like to do some of that then that would be that would be nice yeah that sounds good i was thinking perhaps in the morning we could make a more solid plan of where we're going next just sort of like all together um and then we could let um leaf and mogan know where we're going ahead of time but just sort of make a more solid plan because right now we're just sort of in the town recuperating but we need i feel like we need a direction yeah and then after that we could we can just do a bit of reading carius smiles and she nods as Vay nods back and that's when we start that's when Vay starts trans trancing jesus <laughs> and okay <Kay>. cluttering <laughs> and carius crawls into bed all right um so for, for Carius, it's kind of hard to fall asleep. There's a lot of tossing and turning for a little while, but eventually he does uh, fall asleep probably a bit before Jerome uh, heads through to get to the roof to pass out himself. Uh, but unfortunately, sleep is not so restful for Carius. Um, the stress of everything uh, has really, really gotten to him. And he hasn't really had the time during the day to really address things. And so much like the explanation that Valen gave to Vey earlier in the day, it seems that his mind has let its guard down enough for uh, something to creep through. And so, uh, Karis, you find yourself in a town and you're not really like controlling your body. It's just kind of like moving on its own. Um, and you are... Uh, you're taking a path through a city that feels just very familiar as though it's like a path that you've taken over and over again um, one that you haven't really uh, strayed away from but something feels really off the colors around you are a lot dimmer and there's nobody on the streets and it's eerily quiet but at the same time there seems to be a lot of background noise um and it's kind of hard to identify at first, but you, you're you able to eventually pick up that it's the sound of uh, fire. And you don't see any fire around you, but it's like the, it's the sound of crackling and flames licking up against uh, bark and the sounds of tree branches breaking and falling. And your body doesn't physically react to these sounds beyond speeding up a little bit, walking this path a little faster, but you can feel your own panic starting to grow inside of you. And you eventually make it to the house that you're looking for, but when you walk inside, uh, the entire room is just dripping with blood as though the walls had gotten a fresh coat of paint. And when you step forward, your shoes just splash in the tiny puddle and are sticky as they come up with the blood that sticks to the soles. And in the center of the room that is devoid of furniture, you see a body that is just lying on the ground. And they are uh, looking up into the air, but their eyes are clouded over and very unseeing. And it seems like every time you blink, the body seems to change. You see, uh, you see this familiar halfling, and then you blink, and then you see Jerome covered in the blood, and then you blink, and then you see your mentor, and you blink, and you just see all of these people that you have let down in your life as they just continue to cycle through just faster and faster until... Uh, you blink one more time and you find your own body there on the floor and 
your uh, hands are laid over on your chest as though it is a uh, a burial stance and you are dressed in very simple um, plain robes uh, plain gray robes as though uh, the kind that someone would wear um, in an actual funeral setting so you're not wearing your usual cloak you're not wearing uh, the sash that you always keep on you you're not wearing your gloves that seem to never leave your hands and on your hands there are brands that are pressed into uh, the back of your palms and you can only see one the uh, one hand is laid over on top of the other and you can see that the hand underneath um, also has a brand that looks different but it's mostly obscured by the hand on top but the hand on top has a brand uh, that is burned into uh, your hand a symbol that you have looked at many many times over the past couple of years and it's a symbol of an eye that has what appears to be a flame on top of it and that symbol just seems to glow brighter and it burns into you and you feel your own hands burning as though they're being branded all over again and there's just so much blood and the sound of the fire is just louder and louder in your ears until you wake up Holy fuck, Zan. I'm just going to say that real fast. Hey, what's up? Critically Chaotic is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast brought to you by the following people. The DM is Zan, who could be found as at Zandir on all platforms. They is played by Alex, who simply cannot be found. Snow is played by Bean, aka Alexa, who can be found in a variety of ways, but mainly at Alexandra underscore Jaden on Twitter. Carius is played by Kian, who can be found as at LostFanboy on most platforms. Jerome is played by Lady, who writes, quote, and that's all you get, you dirty gremlins. Mogan is played by Queen, who chooses not to be located at this time or ever. Leaf is played by Sela, also known as Strawberry online, who can be found as at underscore Strawberry Milk on Twitter. The theme song is Melody by Emery. If you would like to support Critically Chaotic, please consider leaving a five-star review and following us on whatever podcast listening platform you are currently using. You can find us at Crit Chaotic Pod on Twitter with no underscores, where we post updates and retweet fan content. For any other platform you would like to see us on, please look in the description. We will see you next week for the continuing adventures of Box Anima. Have a great week, everyone. the player is now remembering that Vey currently has a negative two strength <laughs> and I don't think she can actually dance right she now. Can, she can do the white person boogie dance. That's about as much as she can do. Oh god, she's not gonna do that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>